0: Get started. we got a daf to learn, uh, as always. Um, uh, yesterday was daf Yod Aleph. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf, get to today's. It's good to see some familiar faces. Baruch Hashem. Um, Language. Language. I still yeah. recognize them. <laughs> <It's> still, <laughs> right. it's still recognize them. That's also a good sign. Oh yeah. Exactly. Alright, so uh, we we'll do a review starting from the Mishnah on daf Yod Aleph. Get to today's daf. <coughs> we uh, are having a mind before to all who need it. Um, and let's get right to it. So we started off Basya Basronia, Hadasa Basronia. Okay, and uh, or whatever. I'm... Okay, so the Mishnah, um, um, the Mishnah we start off with is talking about um, if you have a woman who converted, or a woman who was in captivity, or um, or, or a slave woman. Uh, and they were either redeemed, converted, or are uh, freed under the age of three in a day. So then, that's considered that we have a right to assume that they are virgins, and therefore the Xuva is 200, and uh, if the husband has a claim that they're not a virgin, it's a valid, it's a real claim. Because that's the expectation, the idea being is that prior to conversion or, or while in captivity, uh, we have no idea what's going on, and uh, no guarantees. But if they're under the age of three, even if they were um, um, some, you know, something happened to them, so uh, still it would gr- it would grow back. The virginity would come back. So uh, that's the idea. All right. Now the first thing that the Gemara focuses on is a very interesting side halacha about geros about conversions of people. Underage. So, the halacha is okay. So, normally, in order to do a conversion, there are three components of the conversion for a man, for a woman, it's just two. And that's the Kabbalah mitzvahs, the accepting of a, of the commandments, and it's the uh, going to the mikvah. And for a boy, it's also going to be a brismila. That's what's required. Now, um, the thing that's so missing. For a minor, what? For a minor? For a minor that's minor, my point We take the girl to the mikvah. Yeah. And for the boy, we make him bring milah, and that's it. No, he also needs a mikvah. Okay, mikveh, It's both, it. yeah. right? But, but there's the component of kabbalas mitzvahs. Now the point being is that a child under a certain age doesn't have the mind to take on mitzvahs to take it on. They're too young. So they're not right. They're underage. So how does it work? So the way it works is, is that it's done al das Bezdin. So the Gemara says, what? Well, that's, that's, that's the Chiddush of Ravuna, and the Gemara says, that's too obvious. We know there's a, that basically being Jewish is a it's a merit, okay? and the rule is, even if they're not there, but uh, we can do them a benefit, so that's why it's okay, and that's accepted. And that we have a source for that, it's a Mishnah, it says, So the answer is, is, that there's a Chiddush here, so you might think that when it comes to uh, Gentile, um, they maybe prefer uh, Hefkerus, they prefer the free life. Um, they prefer the free life, and that's what you might think. As the rule is, is that uh, a, a, we know that a slave generally does prefer free, uh, the freedom of not being bound to so many obligations and laws, etc. So you might think so the answer, the, the why it is still is is because that's only after reaching adulthood, because they already tasted the taste of prohibition, they like it, and they want more of it. In other words, nobody has a desire for something they never experienced. If you already experienced many prohibited things, so then that's actually a challenge to want to do that. But if you never experienced really prohibited things, so then it will be a and that's why for children it's a merit. Um, So the Gemara thought that, you know, that din of Ravuna is probably exhibited from our Mishnah, because the Mishnah is saying, talking about a convert girl who's under the age of three, and how did she convert under the age of three? It must be that it was al-das So that proves that you you can do that. Gemara says, not necessarily true. Um, It could be that it was an entire family that converted together. So that was the way it worked. Okay. Um, where there's a, a generally, even if it's not considered a merit, but being going together with the family, that's considered something that everybody would want to do. Okay. Now, Rav Yosef says a very important halacha with regards to a which is that once they hit adulthood, they have the ability to do change their mind basically. They can opt out. There's an opt out option at that moment um, of, upon adulthood. Um, so Abaye has a problem with that <laughs> we saw in our mission that that uh, they're entitled to a of 200 <coughs> if they can, uh, uh, upon adulthood back out of the whole religion basically, so why would we arrange that she should have, this girl should have the ksuvah of 200 that when she goes becoming a Gentile she's entitled to it well, why would that make sense um, so the Gemara explains, you're right we don't give it right away, we're going to wait till adulthood and then will they'll give it to her, so isn't that still an option? To, you know, after she gets it, she'll she'll say, "I don't want, I want out." The answer is actually it doesn't work that way. It's a window, It's a very small window. Upon adulthood, as soon as she, as soon as this girl hits adulthood, she has to be mohesh She has to say, "I don't want this religion. I don't want to have anything to do with it." And that's her moment. If she if she continues doing mitzvahs at that time and doesn't back out, then. Um, she's locked in, and uh, that's and that's what we're waiting for before we give the gzubah. That's the question of Babayi, that's the answer. Rava asked a very similar question and a similar answer. Rava's question was the case of the Nairos that's coming next barrack, uh, the third barrack, Nairos that have a knas, one of them is the Gioras. And um, if they, a Gioras that was under the age of three, and how did that work? Obviously, um, so we you know if she's older and she's able to be mocha, why are we giving her the kanas? She's gonna eat that kanas once she's hits adulthood. So the Gemara says, you're right, she only gets it when she's an adult. Um won't she be able to be mocha then? No, she has only that small window. Now, why did Abai ask his question and not Rava's question? And why did Rub ask his question and not Abai's question? The answer is, is that each of them felt that the other one even though she's going to be eating it when she's an adult, or getting the benefit as a, as a Gentile, possibly, we don't really worry about it. One is because Abayu was thinking that a knas is a penalty. It's not so much who's the beneficiary of it, but it's who uh, has, the, has, the, has to pay the money. We're looking from his perspective, and he, he can't be benefiting from the fact that whoever he had relations with. So he's going to, we're going to want him to pay regardless. Even if it doesn't bother us that she's going to be getting it as a Gentile, it doesn't, ma- doesn't matter. And a ba- and uh, Rav didn't like Abayiz because the Ksuva is a different factor. We don't want that the person who's married should make it, it shouldn't be easy in his eyes to go into the divorce. It should be considered, you know, they should think twice at least before going forward with the divorce. And the expense, the extra expense of having to pay the Ksuva is a good thing. So that's why that's necessary during the period of time while she's uh, while she's a Jew, okay? even if she's going to opt out, we want the Ksuva to be there. So that's the idea, and that brought us to the second Mishnah. So, Mishnah here is talking about an adult male that had relations with a Ketana. Ketana in this context means under the age of three in a day. And a Katan Shabal HaGdol, a in this context means not under Bar Mitzvah, but under the age of nine. These are the ages where an act of relations is not considered an act. You have to be above, for a girl, you have to be above the age of three to be considered an act of relations. And for a male, you have to be above the age of nine. Okay? And Amukas where or the, the, other, the third case, where there was a piece of wood that broke her hymen. doesn't matter. In all these three cases, the ksufa is 200, according to her mayor. Come say that Amukas downgrades the ksufa to 100. Um, the next Halacha is, is that Absula, uh, Grusha, from Nisuin, once they already consummated the marriage, um, um, once they already consummated the marriage, so meaning the nisuin, the Ksuva is one hundred, even though she ostensibly is a is a is a virgin. Okay. So. Okay, um, and uh, there's no tainus to because of that. And the same is true also by a convert or a woman from captivity or a maidservant that was redeemed or converted or freed um, above the age of three in a day. It's a, she is a, the K'Suvah is downgraded to a mana, and there's no claim of B'Sulim in that circumstance. So first things first, the Gemara wants to know, um, uh, uh, so Rav said, Rav the of Rav, that uh, uh, my uh, person, a boy, who's under the age of nine, who had relations with the Gedola. So she is a mukha seitz. And she has the status of a mukha because after all, it penetrated, and, and, um, and, and it's the same status as a Mukas, which means that according to the, the rabbis, it'll be downgraded uh, to a, a Ksuf of a hundred. So when that was told to Shmuel, he disagreed. He said, that's not true. Physically, it doesn't work the same. Um, wood is very hard and will actually break her hymen, and she won't be considered. A, uh, she'll be considered a mukha zeitz. It's not not a virgin, but it's a mukasayit. It's a separate status, but uh, flesh doesn't work the same way. That's uh, Shmuel's position. And, um, others have this whole discussion as a separate statement. Katan Abal Gedola, according to Rav, is a mukasayit, and according to Shmuel, is not a mukasayit. With but flesh doesn't make mukaseids. Okay. Again, as long, unless it's a relation, unless it has a lakh, instead a relation, then she's a bu'ula for that. But since under the age of nine, it's not a relation, so it's not. Okay. Um, now, Rav Oshia said, uh, Akasha, he says, Akasha on Rav, really. It says that a Gadol balakhtana in our Mishnah, or a katana and mukha zed, the k'suv is 200, according to Mayor and the common say mukaseids is 100. Note: If you say that a katana balakdola is the same as a mukazets, so it should say that too is ksuva goes to one hundred. It only mentioned mukazets. It only mentioned the wood and didn't mention the case of a katana balakdola. So uh, Rava says you're right. You have to like sort of read it in, and here's how you read it: If an ad- adult male has relations with a katana under the age of three, it's zero. It doesn't affect her virginity at all alachically because under the age of three it's like putting a finger in an eye just like when you put a finger on an eye the tear tears come up and it there's a reflex that more tears will come in its place so the same is true here more you know the the, whatever it is the hymen will rebuild okay (laughs) a makatan, a is the same as a mukha And what the Allah of a that's a machlok between Rameir and the rabbanan. So that's how you have to read it in. And indeed, you can read it that way according to Rav. Now, Rami Bar says, this whole machlokis, what's the status of a mukha is only if he knew before he married her that she was a mukha That's where a mayor says it, we treat her like a Bulgarian. she's entitled to, he's entitled to um, I mean, she's entitled to a uh, regular 200, uh, 200 ksuva. And the to look at it like a ba'ula. Um, and that's how they look, and therefore it's only 100. But if he had no idea, so then everybody would agree, even the rabbeir would agree that there's no that there's no ksuva. It's what we would call a me-kachtos. So, now, the Gemara wants to understand, the to of Rebbe, why does he look at it like a bo'geris and not a ba'ula? The answer is is that just like, bo'geris meaning an older girl who also in a sense, it's uh, just by just by age, it uh, the 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 uh, the hymen is affected to some degree. So the answer is um, is that uh, after all, um, he looks at it like a bochares because there was no man involved. Okay, and uh, and why does the the chachamim compare to to beulah, not a bogaris because. There is no action that happened to a bagarist. It's just, the she. there was nothing that happened to her. She just got older, as opposed to over here, something happened to her that body part. So that's the difference. Okay. Anyway, so Rav Nachman has a question. If she says, I'm a mukhazay, and he said, no, you were, you, somebody had relations with you. So, um, Rav Gamliel and Rav Lezer both say that we trust her. It's coming up in the upcoming Mishnah. So, um... Um, obviously, yeah, we're saying that Muka, if, if Mukha is not entitled to any Ksufa, because it's a Mekartos, and obviously he had no idea. So then, when he uh, said drusat es, to what extent does he mean drusat ish? Ish, yeah. Do what does he mean that she really had a relationship? Yes, you know yes. Or was forced relationship or whatever? Or, or, She's not saying was. He's not saying or maybe a partial relationship. Whatever it is, but the point being is, is that you some a man. It was a man. It wasn't a piece of wood. That's what he's claiming. And therefore, therefore, you're, 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 right. So the question is, what's the therefore? So, um, so that's the question. Either you cheated on me or something like that. She's saying, no, I did not. So the halacha is, is that, uh, again, Rebbe Gamaliel and Rebbe Lezer says that we believe her. Now, but that's a big question because if, if we're saying Mukas 8 is a mekkah ta'os, so then, why would you get what the claim doesn't get a grant or anything? And here, obviously, he didn't know about it in advance. It's only when he knows about it in advance that, it has some, that she has something. So therefore, Rava retract, retracts this, and it says it doesn't matter whether he recognized it or not. According to mayor, it's always two hundred. Um, even if he didn't know about it, and according to Rabbanan, if he knew about it, then it's hundred. If he didn't know about it, then it's nothing. Okay, and this quote would be going like Remeir. Okay, Um, now the Gemara then said afterwards that Ravah in the end rechanged changed his mind on this idea as well. Okay, even according to Rabbanah, and we'll get to that um, from this because the Bryce says that what's the case of Motzi Shemra? Motzi Shemra, Mishnah, the Psukim talk about where the man marries a woman and he claims that she cheated on him. Okay, that she wasn't a virgin when she should have been. And it turns out to be false, he has a special penalty, he pays uh, money to the father, etc. So the case is this. He comes to court, says to the dad, to her father, your daughter wasn't a virgin. I had relations with her, she's not a virgin. If there's witnesses that she cheated on him, then, uh, meaning after the betrothal, so then she has a k'suvah of 100, that's the quote. Now, the Gemara says that makes no sense. If there's witnesses, you don't get, not only don't you get a ksuva, you get death penalty of skilah of stoning. So the Gemara says, you're right. If there's witnesses that she cheated on him, meaning that's when she had relations with somebody after the betrothal, so then the death penalty is skilah. If she had had relations from prior, so then she has a ksuva of only 100. And Rabbi Chia said says, name Rabbi that implies that uh, even if you assume that she's a psula, but turns out that she's a bula, you can't you don't, can't claim a You just get you, all it is is that it's downgraded to a ksuva of one hundred. And Rav Nachman says, how does that fit in with what we know from elsewhere? It says that if you marry a woman and you don't find her to be a virgin, and she says it happened that I was raped after the betrothal, right. and therefore it's your bad luck, and therefore I'm still entitled to a full. Um, full compensation of a ksuvah. And he says, no, it happened before, and it was a mekach tos, and if you get nothing, so you see that if a woman had had relations from prior to the marriage, and he wasn't aware of it, so then it becomes a mekach tos, and basically not, she won't get any, any ksuvah at all. And Rabkir Baravan says, is it possible if Amram, all the gedolah adori, listening to Rabsheshas, and this kasha was there, and no answer, or whatever. So what the must the answer must be that the mekachtos is not from two hundred. It gets a toast to be two hundred. It goes down to one hundred, um, and uh, so, and it's not nothing. Okay, now the kumar says Rava, when he heard this, he said, "You know what? The question is more correct than the answer." That's not the when we say mekachtos. Mekachtos sounds like it was a mistaken acquisition. Taking acquisition doesn't downgrade to one hundred; it's a zero. Okay, Legamri mashma, and therefore it must be that. uh, So, what's the answer? There must be that the answer is is that if there's witnesses that she cheated underneath, you know, after the betrothal, then it's skila. If she cheat, if she had relations with somebody from before, then she gets nothing. If it wasn't cheating, but she just had. You know, an accident or she fell and it, it broke it, broke the diamond, so then on a piece of wood or something, so then the ksuva is, she's entitled to the full ksuva of 100. Now, I didn't rub it, say according to the rabbis, that that also qualifies as a makaktos. Must be that he changed his mind and he says that that is not a makakhtos. And that in fact, um, basically, when Muka says, even according to the rabbis, that's downgraded to 100, he can't claim that, you know, I never would have married you had I known that. Um, but if she had had relations with somebody else, that is something that would qualify as a mekhtos, and that's where we left off yesterday. I don't we'll get to. It.